Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. My name is Ivory, and you are tuned in to the Embracing Neurodiversity podcast, where I share my personal journey of embracing and enhancing the experience of my amazing son, who is on the spectrum. Through this journey, I've discovered a lot about myself and continue to grow every day. My goal is to provide you with some useful insights and stories that will inspire you in your own parenting journey. Thank you for tuning in. Number five, it forced me to ask and receive help. I'll be honest, the receiving part is still hard, even when people that I, my family asked if I need help, do you want Khalil to come over? I I still find myself oftentimes saying no, it's okay because I don't want to overextend support. And I try to be intentional about the times that I'm using my support. But I have definitely have gotten better with asking for sure. And keep in mind, you want to make sure that it's people that you trust with your child, right? And not too many people. A handful of people who you trust who are learning about your child and their nuances and embrace them, right? But I started asking for help, especially when it was time for me to do something for myself. But even when it came to simply showing up for Khalil for events and birthday parties, just reaching out and asking for support it was super helpful for me. And I'm clear that I'm going to have to constantly do that. Because if you haven't noticed by now, I'm a single mom, but it's not natural to to raise, let alone one child, multiple children alone. It requires a community of people. Even when you're married or in a partnership, you still need a community of people to support, right? And I really had to start asking for help. Looking back, I think it was a little crazy to think that I could do that by myself with or without my son's diagnosis. But I digress. Definitely learned to ask for help. And... I am working on receiving help. Number six, I enhanced my relationship with my source. I, I'm not going to talk about religion on here. I'm not particularly a religious person, but I definitely am rooted in my source and the thing that keeps me grounded and clear and hopeful it's the thing that you know and feel, but you cannot see, right? That is what I'm grounded in. That's what I stay grounded in. And I'm constantly journaling. I, med- I meditate often. I'm quiet often. Like just sitting in silence really is so essential to remaining <laughs> rooted and building relationship with your source. And so I'm going to leave that there. But that for me is has been a game changer. I gained a more precise purpose. I've always been purpose driven. I've always been someone who needed to feel like I was moving forward. I have always been motivated by not being the sum of my childhood or upbringing, but I was going to use it to my advantage and Sore. And so I was able to do that to a certain extent through being an educator, an assistant principal, and facilitating workshops and traveling and coaching people. But I got real clear when I began to 
raise my son and work with my son more closely, I got real clear that everything else is secondary. This is primary. If I don't do nothing else in the world, I'm going to make sure that he is good in the world, that he is self-sufficient, that he's independent, that he experiences joy if I don't do nothing else. And so when I get a little unclear or unfocused, I always go back to what my priorities are and what my purpose is. And for me, if you think about the ecosystem, I'm the center of that. And it's okay, parents, mom, dad, to be the center of your universe. Surprise, so yourself. I'm the center. Then comes my son, Khalil. Then comes, then comes my family. Then comes my career and business. But I say all that to say that my purpose became real clear. And it was to make sure that my son was going to transcend any low expectations that someone may have of him yes it gives you clarity and purpose if you embrace it right number eight i gained a deeper understanding of what unconditional love truly means obviously if you're a parent you understand that like you love your child there's no really other love like it but even in difficult moments and I'm talking about downright I can't do this I'm ready to give up like you still are fully committed to the process because it's almost like a little version of you moving about in the world and you want to be protective of that and safeguard that but also unconditional love for me meant being able to let go of any expectations that I may have had for the type of child I wanted, which that's another podcast in itself. Like we got to let go of those expectations, parents. But anyway, but letting go of any expectations of what type of child I wanted and like fully enjoying the type of child that I have. To me, that's unconditional love because there are no conditions around that and you really are enjoying what has been given to you so once I learned that this is what love looks like for me I was able to really learn how to show grace and love to others and so I'm super grateful for that number nine I learned to create clear boundaries regarding who I allow in my and my son's life this one is big. I am a little hesitant to do this, but I'm going to do a podcast one day on dating as a single mom when you have a child who is on the autism spectrum because that is it's an interesting experience. But what I'm, I feel really grateful for is that I'm clear that I'm not allowing anyone in my life or my son's life who don't see the beauty in this experience, but also is not open to the journey right and that's okay if you're not this ain't for everybody and everything is not for everybody and this certainly is not for everybody this experience of raising a child on the spectrum and not just with dating but just in general like I was able to get real clear about if you're not going to embrace my son and who he is then you don't belong in our lives and that goes for romantic partners friends family whoever and I'm not trying to be cutthroat or heartless what I am attempting to do is to filter out for people who don't mean you well 
And the more we grow in life, the more we learn that it may not even be intentional, but a lot of people project their own shame and their own judgment up on you. And I just, I don't have room for that anymore. Now, I do it within reason, obviously. You got to give people grace to grow and learn, but I still keep my boundaries very clear. If we're not on the same journey, I'm gonna we're gonna engage with each other in pockets. This is not a <laughs> it's not an intimate relationship in the sense that if you're not attempting to understand my experience or at least have a level of wanting to learn, then. I just don't have time for it. And most people I engage with, again, whether it's platonic or romantic, I'm able to tell really quickly if this person, based on what they say and do, because you got, and not say, because you all listen to what people say and don't say, but I'm able to tell relatively quickly if they are able, they're going to mesh with my lifestyle and my experience. And if you don't, then there's, no need for us to move forward and that is okay like it is okay I think it's really important for us to be okay with everybody not understanding us and you're just not gonna mix with everybody and it's okay so yeah my boundaries had up until maybe a year ago my boundaries were shaky honey but thank god I got it together I learned the art of grieving and celebrating differences simultaneously, right? There is and will be moments of grief. It is for me still to this day, I have moments of grief, right? And and I also have moments of celebration when I see that my son's hit a milestone or he's done something that was assumed he wouldn't be able to do. Like those moments are rich and celebratory for me but I have moments of grief when I see that my son is struggling in a particular area or that he's having a meltdown or a sensory overload so I'm learning to allow myself to have those emotions and to be okay with that because I think that honestly I've experienced a lot of loss in my life and what I'm learning is that life really is about this balance of like grief and love and like balancing the two so what I've learned to that point around simultaneously grieving and celebrating is that when you are experiencing high levels of grief or consistency it's really important to find moments to celebrate so that you have that balance right I had a thought when I was talking about the moments of grief and celebratory that I wanted to add on as like a, a honorary mention, but it's not coming to me. Oh, yes. This is my honorary mention and maybe a number 11. I have learned and am still learning, but I'm, I think I'm about 80% there to stay even killed emotionally 80% of the time. And I say that primarily because with my son, every child on the autism spectrum is different. But when he's having difficult days, within a span of an hour, Khalil will have high highs where he is happy and jovial and laughing. And then he will have low lows where he is on the floor having a meltdown. And 
if I allow my son to take me on that emotional roller coaster, I would not be able to sustain myself. So when he's now, I find joy in him experiencing joy. I would allow that. But when he's having difficult moments and meltdowns, I tell myself like, all right, stay calm. Everything's okay. I don't allow myself to go there because I just think it's really important to stay balanced and emotionally stable. But I will say to that point, that was a learned behavior. I had to learn to not be reactive based on external circumstances. And the way I learned to do that was through getting built, increasing my relationship with my source, meditating, having quiet moments. It, it keeps me very even killed. So... As always, I provide coaching, I provide resources, I provide an online course for parents who are looking to embrace this experience and transform their thinking. It's okay if you're struggling, like that's very natural, but I'm here to help and to coach you through that process. Please click my link below to reach out. If you have any questions, I am happy to answer them. Until next time, have a great week. Bye. Hey y'all, I completely forgot to acknowledge number four, which was being able to advocate for myself and my son even more. Like the advocacy piece is super important. Um, asking for what you want, pushing back when something is not in alignment to your values and your priorities for yourself and your son. This is a skill that I had to increase and enhance unapologetically. So um, that was number four. I don't know how I skipped over it, but there you have it. Bye, y'all.